Hi, this is Amy from Blitz Radio, and I'm here chatting with comedian Daniel Muggleton. How are you today? Oh, man, I am still good. Still <laughs> great. And so you are performing at the Oxford Art Factory. Uh, how are you feeling about your shows? Um, feeling pretty good about the shows. Like, tickets have started to get pretty close to sold out, which is nice. Mm-hmm. That, that said, if anyone listening to this fine program would like to buy them, they should definitely do that. Uh, as quickly as humanly possible. Yes, definitely. Um, and come on, and come on down. But no, it's it's good, man. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I get two shows, which is quite nice, because that means if one of them goes horribly, I've got a second one that can go even worse. Yes. So that's exciting. <laughs> and so um, your gig tonight's being filmed. I've he- I've heard. Um, and you've also got an album on Spotify. Do you feel that there's more pressure on one or the other, sort of being filmed compared to being recorded? Do you think there's a difference in how, you know, you need to Absolutely. deliver your jokes? Huge difference. To record an album costs not that much money. <laughs> to film something costs an extraordinary amount of money. I had no idea. I thought all those, like, media students were dummies. <laughs> but they earn sick money. I did not know cameras were so expensive. Yes. It's, it's wild. Um, but no, it's like it's totally worth it. The guy's directing it, Dave May. He's great. He's a good friend of mine. He's won all these awards um, for like cinematography and stuff like that. So oh, this nice. would be a walk in the park for him. Mm. But yeah, definitely more pressure on the filming. Because two shows in one night, you got to look at my dumb head. <laughs> you know, that's tough. That's tough for anybody. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, yeah, because I'm, I'm sure... Um... I know I feel if I'm like being filmed for something or if I'm recording my voice, I always get to feel a bit self-conscious. Do you feel more self-conscious of being filmed or recording? Yeah, definitely. Definitely filmed. Because like all, any, any dumb tick like on your face, like if you mm. do something with a certain joke or like you pull a silly face, it's going to be there in 4K definition forever. <laughs> That's the worst. Like, can you imagine? Yeah. I don't even look that great in 3K. <laughs> 4K. Oh, boy. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely, and just things with like cutting between, you know, cause there is, there is a production element to this stuff mm. and when it's audio, you can't see nothing. If the room's like half full, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> this one, it's like, Hey, look, that's an empty chair. Right. At the front. You're like, no. Um, yeah. So that, that kind of pressure is real. Mm. And, um, so who have you, who've been some of your comedic influences in your time starting off in comedy? Uh, comedic influences, probably like the, the albums that I listened to kind of growing up was all about Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock and Robin Williams. Mm. Um, they were the ones that I was like, I just used to, it sounds very strange. I used to listen to them as I'd fall asleep at like school camps and stuff. Oh, no, I like get that. Like the same album over and over, mm. which is very weird, very weird behavior because it implies that it's, you know, not particularly entertaining. But yeah. no, I, I I love them to death. And no, it's like that comforting kind of quality. Oh, sorry. It's like that comforting but, quality. I know a lot of people who listen to podcasts before they go to sleep. Yeah, right? It's just like someone talking and you're kind of like, oh, it's nice. Yeah. This is a, this is a nice thing we're doing here. Um, but yeah, those and then like more contemporary ones for like, I like Anthony Jeselnik a lot. Like I oh, thought yeah. he did a set online and I was like, oh man, that's really cool. That's really different. And then, yeah, like you guys like Mark Norman, Michael Che, mm. Joe List, like the kind of younger generation. Yeah. And then like the big dogs like Bill Burr and Patrice O'Neill, who are just fantastic. Mm. Um, yeah, mainly Americans, i got to say, which is a bit weird. 
<laughs> but yeah. And uh, so going into comedy and performing overseas as well as in Australia, how have you found the difference between the audiences and the comedy scene? Um, well, the, the Australian, I think Sydney has like a really great little comedy scene going. Like, I got to say, I think like the quality of the comedians is really strong. There's a lot of like good nights where you can go see comedy live mm. and basically be pleasantly surprised. And I think that's great. But like when you're in New York, it's just like, yeah, you get to perform on the same stage as like really, you know, famous and successful comedians. And like, it's just not a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's nice because you get to kind of see those guys working out stuff. Because you watch a comedy special, it's all polished and everything that, you yeah. know, they, they, don't, they don't let you look bad. Whereas like, you get to see these dudes live, and you're like, wait a second, sometimes people don't laugh. <laughs> this is great. People don't laugh at my shit, that's fine. Is a winner. And I mean, um, people, especially, you know, people at uni uh, often talk about that, you know, live scenes and stuff in Sydney aren't as great because of lockout laws. I mean, a lot of that is to do with music rather than comedy. But have you found that it's affected the comedy scene at all? Or do you think it's something that is people will always be able to go and see whether or not they can go and drink late? Um, I, I think it's actually benefited comedy. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's a controversial statement because I know there's a couple of venues in the cross that have lost out. Mm. But, yeah, I think generally because, you know, it's, it's a night out that kind of finishes without being impacted by the laws at all. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's like instead of kind of, you know, having a huge one and getting disappointed, you can go to a comedy show and be like, oh, wait, everything's done. <laughs> I can go home and watch Law and Order SVU. This is great. <laughs> And you are studied law at UNSW. Uh, do you think that stereotypes about law students are all true? Like, what what in your studies made you think that uh, law student stereotypes were true? The the only one that like I put forward is like a legitimate. I'll never be able to shake this from my head because I did arts as well as law, right? Mm. Like law, obviously the most motivated people you've ever met. Yeah. And then arts at UNSW, the least motivated people you've ever met. <laughs> yeah. Trying to do the best they can in this asbestos-ridden building, right? Mm. Just very different things. And like the arts lecture, where the first lecture of the semester, everyone just kind of chat about something and they kind of go over what you're going to do in the course. Whereas I remember in the law lecture, the first class was just always what the assessments would be, exactly how they'd be marked, what would be rewarded on the assessment, and, like, if anyone could get an extension on the assessment. Yeah. Like, it was only marks that were discussed mm. the first two hours of every semester. Yeah. Which wow. is insanity because there is a course outline that explains everything, but they just grill the lecturer on any possible way they could scam an extra mark. And I remember it so clearly. With um, Trump uh, being president over in America, do you <laughs> think that that has changed the state of making political jokes? Because I think a lot of people will often find, like, if you make a joke about Trump, it's just a bit of a, like, groan reaction. Oh, that's an easy joke to make. Do you think it's harder to make political jokes sometimes? Um, I mean, not really. Like, if you go to the States, like... The, the comedians over there were talking about Trump way more than I thought they'd be. Okay. Like, there, was a, there was a lot, like, and the audience were lapping it up because, like, you know, it's, it's New York. Mm. Like, they hate him. <laughs> it's very universal. Like, those aren't the states that are voting for him, you know? Mm. Um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think like a kind of lame Trump joke is just like any other lame joke, you know, it's like it's yeah. easy, it's there to be made. But like, I don't think it's real. Maybe it's made audience, I think initially maybe audiences tensed up a little bit. Okay. Like, just because, you know, it was kind of like this reminder that there's this thing that's not good. Like, I've seen I've seen some comedians trying to do like the hashtag me too jokes. Oh. It's just like, I think just, I think just leave it. I yeah. think maybe... Like, let it breathe, or if you've got something amazing to say on the topic, then sure, it'll trump any kind of awkwardness. But, like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really think it impacts it. Like, a good joke's a good joke. I don't think mm. anything's ever, you know, there's, there's obviously some stuff that is aged badly in yeah. terms of comedy. Like, you look at Eddie Murphy's, like, first special, there's, like, some jokes on that up top about uh, homosexual people oh, that okay, have definitely yeah. aged poorly. But, you know, with Trump, it's more just like, I think a lot of it's really easy. Mm. And if a comedian, like, puts in any effort into the writing, then it'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, what's the... I'm sure comedians receive a lot of uh, heckling in their time touring. What's the best heckle that you've received? Uh, oh, best heckle. I had... I, way back in the day, I don't, I don't get heckled that much, I've got to say. I think it's just because of my like demeanor on stage. There's not a lot of gaps. People oh, aren't yeah. like, hey, this is the guy. <laughs> no, they'll, they'll be the guy later. But anyway, um, one of the best ones I got was really early on. He said this joke about, because I, I kind of look a bit ambiguous racially. Mm. Like, I could be Greek, I could be French, I could be Jewish. Like, it goes pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Um, you want it to go. I got big eyebrows, you know? Anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, I just had this joke. And I was like, you know, a lot of you probably wondering where I'm from. And this guy just yells out, I know where you're from. You're from Guess Who? <laughs> and it's like, I've got a moustache, I've got glasses. It was an amazing call. Very good. I stole it and used it on stage. I'm not going to lie. Well, you know, if like, he's... Good. That, is, that is the punchline for that joke now. He's in the audience, um, not upstage, you know. That's it. I mean, I think it's fair game. If you have to cop it, you get that one. Yeah. The other one, the other one that live is actually is in this show. It's like a joke about... Um, like, yeah, it's just like I've been watching a lot of interracial porn recently because I miss Obama. <laughs> um, and then in England, this guy just yelled out, Barack or Michelle. <laughs> I found that so funny because I didn't even contemplate Michelle. You know, yeah. I was like, this is, like, this is clearly about Barack Obama. <laughs> um, and I was like, man, that's pretty funny. Like, I, I did laugh for quite a long time on stage. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that kind of stuff. Like it's not people. Yeah, people seem to be very obsessed with heckling, but not a lot of people do it. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's a myth. Like that some law students help people. No, no, it's fine. Come on, I'm sure they're great. Uh, yeah. Um, we'll go into some quick uh, rapid fire questions. Some of these might be a bit go more rapid it. fire than the others. Uh, what's your biggest pet peeve? Oh, people putting their seat back on the plane before you're supposed to. Oh yeah. Or people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like before the food, if they do it before the food, they're a monster and they should be stopped. And the other thing is if the flight is under two hours, you should just never put it back. Oh, yeah, no. Those are the clear-cut rules. Yeah. And, yeah, I've had, I've had a couple with a baby do that. They put the baby's chair back. Oh. Like this kid can't even touch the floor. Yeah, like, their legs what? don't even go over. Sleep on a certain angle. It was ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, yeah, definitely that. I go insane. Uh, tomato sauce or barbecue sauce? What's it on? See, yeah, I would agree. Context is very important. People Thank always you. ask that question straight up, but I think yeah, what, I think sorry, that's what the right answer. What about tomato sauce or ketchup? 
Is there an actual difference? I mean, there's a pretty good ad about ketchup being thicker, which I've taken on board as science. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've got to go ketchup, but that might be because, you know, Heinz is good at marketing. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, dogs or cats? Dogs, 100%. Cats are evil. <laughs> uh, what was the last movie you saw in theatres? <laughs> what? The last movie? Yeah. Um, that I saw in a cinema? Mm. Oh, man, I actually don't know. I haven't been to the movies in so long. It might, oh, it might have embarrassingly been Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Wow. That's a while yeah. ago. I know. I don't really go to the movies very much. Mm. And it was really funny because that film is awful, obviously. <laughs> but my, my girlfriend's family, like, they just see all those awful movies. Yeah. Like, you know, like, it's like, who would watch um, Meet the Millers or whatever? <laughs> and it's like, oh, them. They watch Meet the Millers. But this time I was, like, really hungover and, mm. like, I just really enjoyed Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. It was, like, everything I needed in that moment. That seems like a strange um, family movie. Yeah, I mean, but they're a strange family. Let's be, <laughs> let's be honest, yes. Uh, and what was the last song that was stuck in your head? last song that was stuck in my head? Probably that um, Future song, uh, Mask Off. Just like Percocet, Molly Percocet. Just, there's something about that that works. Mm. Or it might have been... Maybe like ASAP Mob, ASAP oh, yeah. Mob with the Lamborghini High. Mm. Just because it's got that like ridiculous line about yeah we fornicate, yes yeah, you feed me grapes. And you're <laughs> like what? How is that a brag? Mm. But anyway, is that good. like the so Roman probably, probably imagery that. where they like lie? On, is I that... think so. I think so. Yeah, they've gone like real vintage on decadence. <laughs> Uh, well, thanks so much for chatting to Blitz, um, and I hope your show goes really well. Thank you so much. Um, it's an honour to talk to my former university, <laughs> probably denying all note of my existence there. <laughs> like, oh no, we produce graduates. <laughs> uh, yeah, interesting. Yes, well, um, all the best, and thank you so much for talking to us today. Cheers, Amy. Have a good one.